Hello, my fellow music lovers. I'm Alison Hagendorf, and welcome to the show. This is where we celebrate the universal love of music and the rock and roll spirit that lives in each of us. My guest today is the multi-talented musician, designer, tattoo artist, and entrepreneur, Kat Von D. Now, most people may know of Kat from her television shows and her work as a tattoo artist, but I really connected with Kat over her music and our mutual love for The Cure, naturally. Kat and I talk all about her humble beginnings growing up in Mexico, how music has been a driving force since childhood, her upcoming fashion line, her new potentially haunted house in Indiana, and how becoming a mother has been her greatest gift. And stay tuned after the interview for my sound advice, new music you need to know. It all starts now. Kat, I'm I'm so glad you were here today. Oh, um, <laughs> there's so much I want to talk about. Cool. Um, but I almost want to start with talking about "Love Made Me Do It." Yeah, because that's when you and I yeah. connected. Your debut album. Yeah, I love it. Oh, I, I told you at the time. I just I love the vibe of it. Yeah, I love that synth is so prominent on it because a lot. It's not a lot of that actually yeah. today. And you know, for me, it's like. The vulnerability of songs like Vanish, um, you know, Exorcism. But I have a favorite song on the album, and I think I told you, but (laughs) I am nothing. Yeah. Is a favorite song of mine that resonates with me. I put it on a billion playlists when I was at Spotify and just also personally. I'd love to hear more about that song and what it meant for you to do your debut album. Oh, thanks. Um, Well... Yeah, so I, a lot of people know me mainly from the tattoo world like mm-hmm. to begin with, and then later on I got into the makeup world. And so when I decided to, to come out with music, people were a little bit confused, like, what is this? Uh, I mean, the hardcore fans weren't because they know, but uh, but I think people don't really know that music has always been my first and foremost biggest passion. I love that. Yeah, I've been playing classical music actually since I was five. I was like classically trained by my grandmother. And uh, and music has always been just kind of like the driving force of everything I do, even tattooing, even makeup. Wow. I, you know, it's like, it's always been my biggest muse. So I think that I kind of allowed life to get in the way of life for so long because I got busy with the TV shows and Mm -hmm. I did like a book tour. I did the launch of the makeup, all kinds of stuff. And I kept putting music on the back burner. Right. Um, And then I finally, when I sold my makeup line, I said, okay, this is the time to actually release music, go on tour and play live. Like this is what you've always wanted to do. And so, yeah, so that was kind of the first album was just kind of dipping my toes into the water of music. And and I loved it. I love, I love production. I love, uh, uh, you know, composition of music. And I think most people thought I, I was going to come out with like a metal album because right. I love metal and, right. I, and it's actually like, you know, a big part of my childhood upbringing as far as music goes. But I, I really love a lot of post-punk music, and that's that's kind of where, when I discovered The Cure and Depeche Mode and Susie and the Banshees, like, that's where I was like, you know, I still love Metallica, I still love Of course, <laughs> of course. But, like, the poetry, I think, yes. like, there, there's just a little bit more of a profoundness to it, and then vocally there was just so much soulfulness, you know, and I, it's like going from, like, punk rock singing to to that, it just felt... Oh, this is this really like strikes a chord more than For any sure. other genre, and so that's why I kind of really dove deep into the synth world. I love it, and you know there are a lot of really great synth bands out there. They they just tend to be more 
obscure, yeah, yeah, more underground or a lot more instrumental. Yeah. And I just thought, like, what? How cool would it be to be able to um, marry like the world of like dark pop as far as like song structure goes, and then you know, with with like eighty synthesizers. So. I love it. Yeah, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. And you yeah. have some really cool collaborations on this album. Yeah. Peter Murphy from Bauhaus, yeah. of course, and um, Dave Bauhaus. Grohl played a bunch of yeah. drums. Yeah, and uh, Linda Perry, you did some songwriting. Yeah, with. yeah, I did, and uh, and all all great people to work with. Uh, Grohl did drums on like live drums on three of the tracks, and then when the lockdown happened, I, I ended up moving my bandmates into my house because we didn't know, you know, nobody knew what was going on, and we're like. All right, they say it's going to be two weeks, and then so I was like, "Just bring your cats and your synthesizers," and, <laughs> and we just we ended up remixing everything, and um, and that's kind of when we went more into like the electronic drums uh, direction, and then but I I really love the mixes that I did with Dave, so we ended up releasing those after the album. Cool. Yeah. And Greg Foreman's a part of the, yeah. the band, and for those of you who don't know, he's so, such an icon. You know, yeah. He's worked with Cat Power and, and the Gossip. Yeah. Um, what is it like working with Greg? Yeah, Greg's amazing, a.k.a. Mr. Pharmacist. He, right. uh, he is uh, a character. He's like my my like twin brother soulmate, you know? I, I feel that. like like when we first met, I think we bonded over – well, actually, he came to the house because I, I – I was referred to him because I was looking for a synth player and uh, we walked past my closet and he like right away like saw two shirts of mine like because I, I collect band shirts. Oh, of course. And so I had. Same. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, all, it's actually all I wear. Yeah. I don't own anything else. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, one, of, one of them was Fields of the Nephilim, which is like one of my favorite bands. And then um, a Sisters of Mercy shirt. Oh, cool. And, and after that, we just knew we were going to be like best friends. Of course. Isn't so. that incredible that literally based on two people liking the same band? Oh, yeah. And if it's more than one that you love, you're oh, like, that's yeah. it. Like, yeah. We're kindred spirit. So like my favorite, all-time favorite vocalist, like if I could be a man and sing yes. like a man, it would be this guy named Terry Reed. And he was... Uh, orig- he's from the 70s and stuff and um, he had the nickname Super Lungs he was a- supposed to be the singer of Led Zeppelin originally and, oh he, and he turned down God. that gig and then you know I his his voice and his music is my all time favorite and he's a lot more obscure not a lot of people know who he is and so when I do meet somebody that knows the song Seed of Memory or um, you know To Be Treated we're we're gonna be That's best it. friends forever. Like, yeah, you see me. I yeah, see yeah. You, you gotta you gotta listen. I'm gonna write that Please down for do. you. Please yeah, do. Yeah. Please it's... do because Led Zeppelin is my favorite band of all oh, time. Yeah, yeah. So it's like I need to do some more research. on Oh that. yeah. Um, speaking of the Cure, we mentioned before yeah. is also one of my favorites. Um, love song. Yeah. Your cover of Love Song. You know, I was psyched for that. Yeah. yeah. What, what made you want to do that song? Well, you know, like okay, so I absolutely love the Cure, and I yeah. thought we should do. A song in Spanish, like a yes. cover song, but do it in, in Espanol. And um, so originally I wanted to do just like a dream. But when you translate English to Spanish, like some words don't really pan out. And yeah. so like uh, or it becomes like Spanish tends to be very like a sentence to describe something, you know. Right. So just like the term just like a dream for the chorus would be like no más como un sueño. It's just too many consonants. And like couldn't make it work right so i was like all right well i don't want to do love song because everybody's done that song but then I, I was like you know what actually let me just try and translate it first see how it feels and it was just it just it was like just it went. was meant to be it was it yeah was and so i said hey you know let's not we're not trying to you know emulate the cure like why you can't broke you can't fix what's not broken but what about doing like an 
you know, upping the BPM and doing this like synth arcade version of it. Yes. So it's like paying homage to it, but then being different and um, and interesting. And so, you know, I'll tell you a funny story. Like we released that song and I was, the feedback was just amazing. Yeah. Like people were just so stoked, especially like my Spanish speaking followers. Cause you know, I was born in Mexico and like, yes. like my Latin heritage is like a big part of who I am. Of and, uh, and then there was this fan page <laughs> that was that it's a Cure fan page called Cureverse, and they're huge. Like they're one of like Cure's biggest fan pages, and and I love them. And they reposted my video, and oh, I was wow. like, I was like, oh my god, this is so cool! And so I went to go comment and give them some black hearts, and I started reading the comments, and the comments were the. <laughs> They were the worst. Like every, I would say 99% of them were like haters. There was like so many throwing up emojis. Like oh my God. there was like, I didn't even know there was a trash can emoji. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. And so I was like, why do they hate me? Like, and everybody's like, why would you try and, you know, uh, they're, they're being purists. Cause yeah. The cure. And, and you know what? And that's why I was like, I love them because they, they love the cure so much enough to like dog me, which I was like, I, I don't care. I'm still a fan. I'm one of you. So, but then, uh, I, so I talked to, to Greg. I was like, Greg, did you see Cure versus comments? He was like, oh my God, so many vomiting emojis. <laughs> so when you start to see negative comments like that, are you like, I can't watch? Or are you like digging deeper into no, reading No, I don't. It? it doesn't bother. Like, I think in this case in particular, I was like, you know, they, they're protecting their favorite band. And I love that, you know? And, but what I was going to say was that Greg was like, dude, don't worry. Like they posted Miley, I guess Miley Cyrus did a cover of a Cure song. I I didn't see it. And he's like, her comments were way worse. I was like, okay. There's always going to be haters. (laughs) And you know, and the whole point of a cover is you make it your own. That's what I like what you did about it. What's tricky is if you do a version that's too similar. Yeah. Or you try to sing like Robert Smith. Right. Exactly. You're trying to do that. There's only one Robert Smith, you know? Right. Yeah. So it's fine. I think I think, uh, you know, my fans loved it and that was cool, but I was, I just thought it was so funny. I, I had no idea so many, oh my <laughs> so God. many trash can emojis. It was great. But, um, but I still commented. I, I left him a couple hearts, but it's cool. <laughs> you know, you just got to give outflow of love. Yeah. You just yeah, love. yeah. Hey, listen, I'm not everybody's cup of tea and, and that's totally fine. Like I am kind of closed minded when it comes to music because I love what I love and I don't mm-hmm. really like, um, care to to expand no i hear that <laughs> you know? i think i think sort of most people are like that yeah i i'm the freak who i'm a lover yeah, and I, yeah. i'm very inclusive yeah. and i like to learn yeah um but i'm probably an anomaly like i listen to like the same stuff over and over and over and over again like i buy i still buy albums and i will listen to like the i whole love album, that you know? and are you into vinyl yeah i collect yeah. vinyl same. yeah i actually brought you one of my records but i left it in the car i'll get it for you no later. worries yeah. Yeah. I, I collect vinyl as yeah. well i yeah. love it i still i'm a collector yeah. i have like so many cds when everyone yeah. got rid of their cds i did hold on to yeah. the ones that spark joy yeah i had to get rid of a lot of them yeah. i still have them in the jewel case i like the tangible i yeah. like to pull out the liner notes me and too read the lyrics and who who they thank me too you know, yeah. like, I that's that. actually how i would discover bands back in the day so like you know you, you'd be like oh wait they're thanking this obscure name let me look that up you know yes and, and you'd have to go to like the record store and stuff of you course know? oh i would get dropped off at tower records yeah. for like the day yeah. and just read and absorb as much as i could yeah. you know I, well i I was I was born in Mexico, and then when we moved to America, we my family lived in the Inland Empire, which I don't know if you know where that is, but yeah. it's like it's like um, two hours outside of LA, and it was like you know just tweakers and like tumbleweeds at the time. There was nothing going on there, so like the nearest record store was like in a town called Riverside, 
and there was a store called um, the Electric Chair. Okay. And next to it was a record. It was like a, a like a punk rock store, and that's where I got like my first cassette tape. And then and uh, what was it? My first cassette tape was Black Flag Damaged. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, Amazing. Yeah. Um, but my first record that I ever bought, um, which was not at that record store, was um, The Plasmatics. So Wendy, cool, Wendy yeah. Williams was like kind of, you know, just everything to me like at the that. time. I mean, you know, we were like kind of fresh to American culture in general. And so I just remember seeing that cover and just her crashing the Cadillac into the pool and she's like wearing electric tape on her nipples and had like so a crazy mohawk and I'm like she's my hero well you know? no one was doing that no no you know? she yeah. was so groundbreaking yeah. and cutting edge and, and same with the music you know right. it's just like so it just changed my life you know I love yeah. I love hearing that <laughs> and I still have my first record that first record I you still, do? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. amazing yeah yeah I knew like it was also back in the day when it was like those CD clubs where you would like mail away. Oh yeah, Columbia CD. House. Yes, Columbia yeah, House. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. And I remember it was my first CD. My best friend and I both got our first choice. Hers was the Aladdin soundtrack, oh, <laughs> <laughs> and mine was Steve Miller Band's Greatest yeah. Hits. Like I knew I was different yeah. then because I was a kid, yeah. and like why was I choosing that classic yeah. rock Greatest Hits? Um, but yeah, I, 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 I knew just, that at that moment. I remember seeing on uh, on the Columbia House catalog was. Uh, that that Ween album and oh, it, it was yes. like the close up of that girl's like like naked crotch yes, with yes, like the belt yeah like her and pelvic like, area yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like who's Ween <laughs> you're like I want to find yeah. out it was cool that's when album covers were oh, everything yeah. album yeah. covers videos yeah. I mean I would just sit home and watch MTV and just yeah. be like, like that is the cool every the video just like I remember seeing like Black Hole Sun the yeah. Soundgarden video is just so distorted and yeah. badass. Yeah. My family was really kind of restrictive. Um, like we didn't. Well, we are. We're also super poor, so we didn't have um, cable or anything. And I remember I didn't see MTV until I was sixteen or so, and I went over to like a girlfriend's house. And by that point, it, it had turned into like a lot of game shows. Oh, okay. I remember singled out. Of course, yeah. Jenny McCarthy yeah. was that, and, and I was Electric. like, yeah. so I missed all the cool, like you know. I have two I older sisters, and I was I was I was a, kid, a child, like a baby almost. But like I remember seeing like Duran Duran yeah. videos, like so the cool. early '80s and Billy Idol. Yeah, and like this is oh, the yeah. coolest. Totally, it White was it was such video. a time. Oh yeah. my yeah. god, that was the coolest. Yeah. Billy Idol is just so badass. Still yeah. to this day, yeah. he's so badass. But like I still think November Rain that that oh, video is my so god. good. I just remember like Slash going out of the church, like playing the <sighs> guitar, but it's like not hooked up to anything. Yeah. <laughs> It's like literal air guitar. <laughs> actual air guitar. But Slash can do anything. Yeah, of course. I know, I know. That was like the heyday. And I do, I wish that the younger generations could, could yeah. understand like how impactful it was. I wish they would bring that back. Like a right. show that was all like showcasing music videos. I mean, I guess everyone does it on YouTube now, but. Yeah. I would like to host that show. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> I'd watch. <laughs> When we first started talking about music, you and I, mm-hmm. you had sent me something yeah. that I took a picture of, and I have it here. There it is. <laughs> and I have this hanging up, and I love this. Well, I... that was my love letter to you. Because <laughs> I was like, you know what? I bet you everybody sends her just like, st- and that's fine, you know? Like, yeah. But I was like, I want to send her something from my heart. And I, I I drew that on my 
table at my house and after my son went to sleep and I was like I hope she loves it I'm gonna I have chills. frame it in this little like and I'm like I don't know if it'll match her house but we'll see you know yeah <laughs> it touched me so much cool. um, and it means so much to me so I wanted to just share that oh. because I, I love this <laughs> and it's very special to me you're so talented oh thank you I mean this type of talent runs in your family right like yeah I guess so I don't I don't believe that talent is necessarily like innate mm-hmm. I think that like anybody can do what we do it's just a matter of how much time and effort you want to put into it so I think because I come from a family that nurtured art you know yeah. especially music um you know like I said we didn't have a lot of money but we mm-hmm. had a, a little piano and my parents were really strict with the three of us and we had two hours a day every day with on a timer and while all my friends were playing outside I was like <laughs> You know, learning like sonatas and, you know, stuff that now I'm just so grateful for. And same with drawing. You know, we I didn't we didn't have cable, but we my parents would get us pencils and paper. Incredible. So um, and my grandmother, she she was a a pianist as well as a painter. She did a lot of oil paintings and stuff. Uh, She's actually still alive. But um, and uh, so that was something that was very normal in our household was to draw and make music. It's so special. Yeah. And I didn't know that that wasn't normal for everybody else. I was like, oh, this is what everybody does, right? Like, I'd go to church. I'm like, oh, you guys all practice two hours today, right? Right. (laughs) um, So I'm grateful for that in in that sense. Um, You know, but we weren't like allowed at slumber parties or anything like that. So I didn't have like certain social aspects of life that most kids got and whatever. Yeah, but it really fostered this creative energy. And some of the things that makes me upset about the technology now. Yeah. when you're when you're never alone yeah. with your own thoughts, you know you might not have that time to have a creative outlet. Yeah, because you, you're stimulated all the time yeah. with scrolling. With the kids now, I get a little yeah. bit nervous. You need to like feel alone. We are so like so. My husband and I are pretty. We're one of those parents where we're we don't have any tablets or uh-huh. any of that stuff, and I can see why. And, and it's no judgment to anybody right. else. I, tons of my friends do and stuff. And and I think there's pros and cons. You know, there's some things that um, there's some programming, and uh, you know, my friends are doing like hooked on phonics on iPads, and their mm-hmm. the kids are reading, and my kid does not. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he can't spell his name, but uh, but it's fine. He'll learn on in his own time. Everyone does their own time. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, but I feel like um, if I can give that same gift to my son that my parents gave to me which was uh you know minimal technology and let you get bored you know yeah let you get bored because i think that was a big part of why w- me and my siblings were pretty artistic was because we lived in the middle of nowhere yeah. we didn't really have much to do other than exercise our imagination when we were bored and you know i think good things come from that whereas now i feel like as a parent um I I sometimes feel like a sense of obligation to entertain my kid all the time. Right. And it's like, oh no no, it's okay. let let him daydream, you know? Yes. That's some of my favorite cuz how old's your your baby now? Well, I have a 6-month-old uh-huh. and I have a 3-year-old. Yeah, oh yeah. So you that's mm. the most some yeah. of the most blissful times. But yeah. <laughs> like with your 3-year-old, do you ever catch your kid just like gazing out a yes. window and i i, I just, want him to play make-believe yeah i want him to create his own world play yeah the pretend yeah it's such, a, it's such a gift yeah, yeah yeah totally that and i think like i i just remember like what that feeling was when i was a kid i mean i used to take the school bus like to school and i remember like on a summer i would just stare outside like the the bus window and watch, you know, watching things go by quickly and then catching your own reflection. And I remember, like, it's not sound weird, but like 
the moment where I could figure out when to change my eye focus. Yeah. Like focusing on the mountains and I would focus on reflection. And I just was like, oh, this is so cool. Like I'm in control of my eyes. Like I want my kid to have these weird hippie moments. I love you that. Know? Exactly. Instead of just being like, I want to watch whatever Mickey Mouse or whatever Right, right, watching, right, right, you know? right. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. It's a, it's a balance. Now that yeah. I have two, yeah. I do allow my Cole, who's three, to watch more TV yeah. than I would like. Um, but it is educational. Yeah. And it's also just survival. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. I am yeah, like, yeah. It's in everyone's best interest <laughs> if the TV is turned on right now. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. I know. I got it easy because I just got one. So it's, it's and also easy. every kid's different. Like, yeah, we love our call, but he is fire. Yeah, like, he is like, oh my god, twenty four seven, like like shot out of a cannon yeah. at like five a.m. until we have to fight him to go to sleep at like seven. Yeah. It's intense. Yeah. He yeah. is intense. I love you, Cole. But he is intense. <laughs> intense. What about new – are you working on new music? Yeah. So actually we we already finished writing the the second album and um, most production is done. There's a few collabs that I'm still solidifying uh, for a duet and – Oh, really? Yeah. That's exciting. Uh-huh. And uh, it is exciting. But, but I'm excited about this next album and it's kind of weird because I'm not really promoting it because we're not even close to releasing. Mm-hmm. We don't have a release yeah. date yet, but hopefully – you know, sometime in the next few months. Um, it's a lot stronger and darker than the first album. Like, it's uh, it's just a lot more intense. What so, about the level of synth? Is it still, oh yeah, it's it's still, still a prominent yeah, role? Yeah, it'll okay. still be dark, dark wave, yes. you know? Like moody, uh, melancholy. Yeah, type. and I, I love, like, sound design. That's my favorite thing. That's something that, like, Greg and I really work hard together on, um, making sounds that are, aren't just programmed and... We design our own, in, you know, and I told him, I'm like, you, you need to come out with your own synth because I feel like our sound palette is cool. We should share that with the world. So yes. maybe we'll do that eventually. That but, would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to hear it. to <laughs> keep me posted Yeah, I will. I love that. Yeah. And it, as if working on new music was not enough, you're also working on your new shoe designs and I yeah. saw the sunglasses and oh, you yeah, are thank rocking. You. Tell yeah. me more about that. Yeah. So I've had this vegan shoe line for... Um, we just celebrated three years, actually. Oh, congrats. So it's still a little baby brand, but people love it. And um, when I first was introduced into the vegan lifestyle back in the day, I just remember not really, like, connecting with a lot of the vegan community style. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel yeah. like there's this kind of antiquated, um, like, hippie. More bohemian. Yeah, like Birkenstocks or yeah. whatever. And I'm just not a Birkenstock person. I like high heels. I like combat boots, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so I thought that would it was something exciting to really get into. And I, you know, people are really responding to it. Like I trip out, like I'm like, people, they like my designs, which I is cool. <laughs> like so I'm the girl exciting. who like throws a party and thinks no one's going to show up. And then it's, Aww. you know, and then it's like sold out. So it's good. But, um, so yeah, I've, I've been, uh, steadily feeding that, that beautiful monster. And, uh, but it is a lot of work. Uh, I it bet. takes, takes a big chunk of my time, but I like it. <laughs> I think it's like that, that entrepreneurial, that created that yeah. prolific, energy in you like to me that's such a rock and roll spirit that you embody is that something that you've always had I think so you know I had a I never really felt like I belonged even within my own family unit Uh, I think it's weird like I watch movies and I see you know I still cry if I see like a mom and uh, you know like a child and a mom moment or father-daughter moments and I understand what that could feel like to have a closeness with your parents. And I just never had that. Like I thought I did, but I, you know, I haven't really spoken to my, my dad hasn't spoken to me in like, uh, you know, years. And uh, my mom, uh, we have like a, 
an okay relationship. You know, we bonded a lot over the pregnancy and stuff. But I, I just never had like this closeness in my in my family. And so I think I was naturally independent, mm-hmm. um, which is a good thing. You know, I don't I don't think it's anything bad. I wouldn't change my past in any way. And I think that kind of sets you up to um, to be a free thinker when you don't have, um, you know, that I guess the certain support that I should have had. But yeah, but uh, it's it's good. I mean, I think it makes me a little bit rough around the edges, but um, but I'm not complaining about it. You know, um, it's strange. Like, I don't know if you feel if you felt this like after you had a baby and I won't talk too much about being a mom because I know not everybody wants to talk about that, but, but it's, it's, I do. okay, cool. <laughs> I love talking about it, but, um, I do actually, yeah. but it, it is the coolest thing. It puts so many things in perspective. I look at like a lot of the, the things that my parents did and bless their heart for trying their best at the mm-hmm. time. But, but, um, it's important for us not to repeat those patterns, you right. know? And I, like, I want to be like the best mom that I can be for my son, even though I'll fuck up however many times and stuff. But like, I don't want to repeat those mistakes. And, um, and, uh, yeah. So, but I think being a mom is, has turned out to be my favorite thing on the planet. I, like, I don't know if it was for you cause I never thought I would be a mom. And like, I, I, I just imagine myself being married to my career mm-hmm. and my art. And that was my baby forever. And then, yeah. I met my husband and he was like, I want to have six kids. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) you get one. (laughs) That's the compromise. And so, um, you know, we had my son, Leofar, who, um, so my husband's name is Raphael and Leofar is Raphael backwards. And so a lot of people think like, they're like, what, what, that's the weirdest name. Like, it's the cutest name. It's a beautiful name. Yeah. Yeah. So we had Leofar and I was like, so worried in the beginning, like, am I going to lose myself into um, this mommy blogger world or something you know like that I have no interest in that I don't relate to am I going to be able to still continue to do the thing and I don't know if it is for you but for me I feel like it's even better now like I have it it kind of prioritized my time in a way where I'm more productive now um and everything just feels a little more clear which is cool I love that you know um and that that's just how it worked out for me at least I feel the same way, and I was I was going to ask you because I know that you actually felt this innate feeling where you specifically did not want yeah, children. Yeah, like you're whole, you're like I just know I'm not yeah. meant to have. So what was it that changed in you? Was I it meeting Raphael? Yeah, yeah, I think it was my husband like peer pressuring me, <laughs> <laughs> but in the best way. I mean, you know, when it happened, it was the most beautiful thing. Right. We, were, we were just like, oh, this is so exciting, and you know, let's get to work, you know? Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I think that that is what changed because, you know, I was with people before that was engaged and all this stuff. And I never saw that as an option, you know? Yeah. And I think, you know, maybe the cliches are right. Like when you meet the right person, they, I mean, that's how it was for me. Yeah. I, I also am a career oriented yeah. woman and I, I, I was different. I knew I wanted children, yeah. but I knew I was going to wait as long as yeah. possible because I wanted to focus on my career yeah. and, and accomplish as much as I could because I knew that when I became a mother, I would be committing to being a mother 100%. Yeah. I still, of course, also focus on my career. But like yeah. you said, it's just different. Yeah, it is. In fact, I found, tell me if you feel this way, yeah. because I now have a new priority, a yeah. family, it's almost a relief where it, it makes you more selfless. Yeah. And it's like take some pressure off yourself. Totally. Like what I would force myself to be or being a perfectionist with myself. It's like that's not important. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's I still want to be my best self, but I feel like the things I thought were important are not as important anymore. Yeah. So it almost takes some weight off. Yeah, totally. I, I agree it's with that. It's just a shift. It's just a shift. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I do think I'm better. Yeah. yeah. I feel like, you know, part of my identity before having a baby was a lot of my physique and my physical, yeah. I, you know, I used to do fitness modeling and stuff. Yeah. And so I'm not there right now. So that, that's, that's, that's an adjustment. You're pretty. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, dude, this, this took me four years. I mean, you, you look just amazing. <laughs> Thank you. It's, that's, you know, it's all part of the, the evolution. Yeah. What, what do you do to make sure you're staying mentally well, self-care, yeah. and physical fitness? Because you look fantastic. Thank you. Um, I mean, we do, I, I, I do, I do work out. Um, I'm not a, I am not a role model <laughs> by any means. I have like a, you know, a very love-hate relationship with Barry's boot camp. <laughs> I love that. That's great. <laughs> and I think it's just because I need somebody to yell at me to do stuff. Mm-hmm. If I, you know, I have, I have a home gym. I have like, I bought the rower. I bought the yes. Peloton. And it's like, unless I sign up and say I'm going to be there at 7 a.m. and have some hot gay guy on a little Jackson <laughs> mic yelling at me to you run need that faster. Inspo. I get yes, it. Like, yeah, I, like, I get. I that. just won't do it. So, so I think uh, you know, I, I go a few days a week, and it's um, it's it's cool. But uh, it's it's mainly just diet. You know, I I'm one of those people now that I don't eat gluten. Like you know, I yeah, ju- it just my body doesn't process it well. You know, I try try not to eat sugar, that kind of stuff. But um, but yeah, I, I'm with you. I think like on on the whole kid thing. Like I used to get really stressed out and um, freak out about certain things that, you know, I'm sure were valid to a certain degree. But now I like look at my kids sometimes and it's just like the whole world can be falling apart. And I'm like, as long as we're good, we're good. Yes. And I have like noticed a shift in like certain priorities. Like I thought I would be living in L.A. for the rest of my life in Hollywood, just the hustle and the bustle and all that. And I deeply desire to leave that world. And so... I don't follow a lot of people on my Instagram, but like I do follow like several like homesteading accounts. <laughs> I love that. And, like, That's amazing. I just like I'm I'm in a healthy way jealous of these women who are like he- the heads of these homesteads. That's so and, great. You know, I'm never gonna have seven kids or whatever, but like, but you know, there's one one in particular that I follow, and she just has like all these kids, and she's carrying them, and she's like you know, milking a goat and then like <laughs> growing corn and like doing what, And it's just like, oh my God, you're the queen of a castle. And I That's just. That's pretty cool. So, so like a few years ago, there was this really amazing house. So I, I love like Victorian furniture mm-hmm. or Victorian architecture. And so I had bought the, the house that I live in now in, in Hancock Park. It's like an old uh, house from the 1890 and, you know, spent years remodeling it. And it's like a museum house. And now we want to just move out of, LA and moved to like the middle of nowhere and I found this house in Indiana and it's even in, even my friends in Indiana have never heard of this town like that, that's how <laughs> that's small, small it is, it is. Yeah. Wow. but this house was built in 1870 and um there's just so much history behind this house and I said hey Rafa let's just fly out there you know, aside from being on tour, we've never spent any time in Indiana, you know? Right. But, so I don't know how we're going to feel, but let's just see what it feels like. We got there, we saw this house, and there was something majestic about this teeny tiny town of little, like, working class people that, Great. like, are just all about community. And um, and we just fell in love, and so we bought it. And so, awesome. so our goal is to, like, sell our house here and just, like, move out and start. Full time. Yeah, yeah, start a little. I mean, we'll have our studio set up out yeah. here so we can make music because I kind of want to keep the two worlds separate. But um, the idea of just you know having like a bunch of ducks and 
<laughs> I think it's, it's the autonomy of it. Yeah, right? and like just the slowing down of things. Yeah, like for sure. Like I feel like here I, ha- I have um, a lot of good interruptions, but I feel like I, it would be nice to have a little more downtime f- to be more creative. You know, yeah, for, for me, and 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 then also to let my kid run around in some dirt. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I'm a New Yorker. Yeah. Born and raised. My family came through Ellis Island. Yeah. You know, like we we're such New Yorkers. I've said many times I'm never leaving New York. Yeah. Of course I live here now. Yeah. Um, and this is mellow compared and to New exactly. York. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm used to New York. Yeah. So everything compared to New York is like like I think I'm in like, yeah. a, like a Idaho you know, right now. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um I love living in Los Angeles now, yeah. but I love being able to have a backyard. Like I, when I first moved to LA, of course I lived across from the Roxy. Yeah, yeah. You know I, mean? I, I lived on Hollywood on Boulevard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Right, exactly. Oh, it's the Roxy like every single day. Yeah, uh-huh. So now I think having you know having Parking family. Is nice. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> even in New York, going to New York, even Trader Joe's is, is stressful. Oh, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um, so here it's just such a nice pace. Yeah, so I'm, yeah. I, I kind of am happy here, yeah, but yeah. I get that. Yeah. And the the house that you bought, it's said to be haunted, right? It yeah. Has a lot of history. Yeah. I don't know. You know what? It's crazy. I have tons of friends who are very stable people. They've got good heads on their shoulders and they've seen ghosts. I believe them. Yeah. I just have never seen one. So I just don't. I don't know. I don't know if that's so, you know, the lady who sold us the house, she's like a normal nor- like she's not gothy in any way. Or, right. And she's she's claimed she's had experiences and stuff. And, wow. And so I said, hey, like, how will I know? Yeah. You know? And she's like, they seem to like you because it's quiet. And there's no, no, she's like, if they're. They don't feel threatened at all. I guess. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, so the house was operating as a bed and breakfast for like 10 years prior to me buying it. And one thing Lisa did, the the lady who owned it was, um, was I thought was cool, was she put little, little notebooks in all of the rooms. So if you were a guest there, you could leave your little notes and experiences. And and she gave them to me when I bought the house. And I, I read through all of them. And they all see like this little girl and this, you know, oh whatever. Oh my god! Yeah. Really? <laughs> so that's, I don't know. That scare you at all? Or no? No. No. Okay. no. I mean, our house right now looks like a haunted house. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I kind of like that. It's so yeah. funny. Like, yeah, even my, my kid, he's so used to that that like to him, it's like very normal. Like he loves Hotel Transylvania, the movie, because I think um, the main character guy, the Looks like his dad. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> it's like oh that's, that's his normal. So I don't know that that stuff. I guess if I were to see it, maybe I get spooked out. But I don't. I've never seen a ghost. I've never. You know. Right. What does scare you? Does is anything kind of? No, I'm not scared of fly. Not? No, you know, I um, not. I'm not scared to die. I know that I don't want to die, but um, we had um. A pretty crazy experience that I've never talked about. Actually, now I'm not sure if we have time, but um, we had like an intruder come into our house recently and uh it was like all in indiana or la no in la okay and uh and um it was totally my fault you know i it was my husband was filming a music video in san diego for two days and so and we're never apart my husband's like we're always together we're one of those people and so so we put our kids to our kid to sleep together it's like a process you know and so since he was gone I was like oh I'm just gonna put my son to sleep we do like you know our bedtime ritual like dinner shower put him in bed say our little prayer you know and and I we co-sleep so like um I just let him fall asleep next to me and then I go and I work while he's asleep and I was like I'm not gonna set I'll set the alarm after he falls asleep and I didn't set the alarm and um and so 
perfect timing. This guy, uh, this crazy person, just like oh my god, breaks in and locks himself into the house with us. Oh and my god, this is terrifying. This is, it's the craziest thing I've ever experienced in my life. And uh, and so I was texting with Greg actually because we had like a, a studio set up the next day, and I was like, hey, what time are we about? And then I said, hey, I hear something in the house, and I'm kind of freaking out it sounds like someone's walking in the house and we always joke around that my house is haunted it's like oh it's just you know don't look behind you it's a ghost (laughs) and then i was like no no no, i'm serious like it i'm I'm scared and i at that moment i look up and he's (gasps) this man is like across the hallway and i just see like a guy with a hoodie and a flashlight oh my god and so like i the first thing i did was just put my phone under the bed because i didn't want to see the light and you know all the things that race and i'm like I hope he's robbing us because maybe when he sees us, he'll just leave, you know. And um, and so I what I did was I I just turned around under the sheets and texted my husband, call 911. Someone's in the house because I didn't want to make any noise. And this guy is like coming. I can hear him coming closer. And I just I turned over to my son and put my arm around him and he was sleeping. And uh, I just prayed. I was like, God, spare my son. Whatever happens, spare my son. And I just had to pretend to be asleep while this guy was hovering over us with the flashlight. And oh I could, I mean, it was like, you know, so this is how I know I'd, I, I'm not afraid to die because not at one point was like all, was I thinking like, no, you know, yeah. all I was thinking was like, I need to protect my kid. Yes. And like, man, I got like my finances are, are, are in order, but like, I need to update Rafa, like all this stuff. Well, that you could, had clarity. You had all like, this, you were thinking. It was all like yeah. hyper fast. But yeah. like, and so at that moment, the helicopter arrives and there's a, um, you know, a, a light shining into the, the room. And that's when I could hear him step away. And and then the minute that happened, I grabbed my son, you know, went around the bed and made sure there was like a wall behind me so I could see both entrances. But it was a, so intense. Oh. And the, the cops ended up having to break in and they found us and they locked us in one of the bathrooms while they scanned the house and found him. And this guy was just like in our, like the third floor, just... Uh, just vaping. He was like, this is my house. I live oh here. Oh, my God. Yeah, he had, like, no intention of robbing us. He just had a knife in his pocket, you know. All the things that, you know, could have happened that didn't didn't happen. So, anyways, I know, I'm not afraid. Yeah. I, like, there's no phobia. I don't have any... I just... I think, uh, you know, obviously, I don't want to miss out on my kid's life, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I don't... To answer your question in a very that's long-winded a t- way. Like, that's a terrifying <laughs> story. I'm so glad you're okay. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's just, uh, I mean, it's whew. it's nuts. And uh, you know, my husband came back, and there was like a period of where I had to like figure out a way to forgive myself because you know, as a mom, like I think I'm a, I'm an excellent mom. You know, my son has a great life, and it's like, but I just made a mistake. You know, I just and now obviously I'll never make that mistake again. You know. Always set your alarm, lock your doors, all that stuff. <laughs> but you don't want to live in a in a train of fear either. Of course. You know? I think oh it's my more, god. Yeah. That is really terrible. I'm so glad you guys are okay. Yeah. Just yeah. Like, wow. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. To <laughs> no, not at all. I just like can't believe you experienced yeah, that. That's yeah. pretty traumatic. Yeah. It's. I mean, you know, by the time Leofar woke up, he was just like, "I love helicopters." <laughs> <laughs> What's happening here? <laughs> Oh my god! I'm like, oh, it's a party, son. Like, you know, you got to keep it, you know. Yeah, <laughs> l- a little less bit trauma. For that. Yeah. Another amazing thing you did as a, as a mother is your, the children's book. Oh, thank you. Like to me, this really it's a goal of mine. Yeah, you inspire oh, me on my many god. levels. You would but make that's an amazing kids book. Yeah. Oh, thank you. But tell me what inspired. Oh, and also the fact that there's ta- kids tattoos yeah. in it. 
My Cole loves tattoos. Yeah, so yeah. like what inspired that? How this come about? Um well, I mean obviously Leofar was my muse for that book, uh-huh. but um I was approached by like this uh like an indie publishing house and they wanted to do a children's book and I thought, "Oh, this would be so cool because I always um you know, make up stories that I tell Leofar before bed. And a lot of them are just like to tire him out. Like there's like, you know, something that's a repetitive pattern over and over and over and over again until he just goes asleep. Yes. And so I was like, oh, there was one that we we had, which was like about a treasure chest where every time he goes in, he comes out a different animal, like with like, like a different that. PJ. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then through his imagination, he's able to like, you know, do what these animals do. So in the book, for example, he comes out of the treasure chest as a bat and then he starts flying with the bats and they fly across um, castles and all this stuff. And uh, and the whole point is for him to guess which one is my favorite, you know, treasure of all. And so, you know, after every animal, he'd be like, is it a bat? Is it a, you know, is it a shark? Is it a bird? Whatever. And I would be like, no, try again, try again. And at the end, my favorite treasure is is him. Is him. So, That's um, the best. Yeah. So it, it was you know, Leofar is so familiar with that story. So when I was actually creating the book and illustrating it, he was like, hey, I already know that story. You know, <laughs> like, he's like, this is old, mom. Like, you know, but, um, but yeah, I, I added a, a tattoo page at the end because I was like, you know, what better way of sharing a little, you know, piece of Leofar with everybody else. Oh, so, that's so yeah, special. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I think you're incredible. I think oh, that, like, I think for people who don't realize you come from such humble beginnings. You talked about it before. I actually have this picture of you that I, I wanted to share. Oh yeah. Um, so, so that was us. that was me. T- that's how I used to take a bath in Mexico, and y- you could tell like our floors were literal dirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't have any running water, electricity. Uh, um, like I said, my my parents were missionaries for the the church. I don't know if I mentioned this, but my dad was a missionary for the church, so he went out to Mexico from Argentina. That's where my parents are from. And uh, moved to Mexico and uh, was building hospitals in little pueblitos that didn't have any hospitals. And um, and so then that was my life, you know? And I mean, look, I was the happiest so kid happy. ever. So happy. <laughs> you don't yeah. need a lot, you know? But um, so, yeah, that's, I wouldn't change a thing, man. I love it, you know? And, and it's interesting because, you know, as much as I love Argentina, and you know that's where my my family's from to me mexico is the motherland for me uh, because that's where i was born and you know that's mm-hmm. i just i speak spanish it's a little mixture of both you know argentina accent with mexican so but at at the end of the day i feel like that's uh you know that's that's where my heart belongs I love so that. yeah yeah, yeah. I just think you're amazing that you you know you came to this country you didn't even speak english yeah you had to learn english and then you found your I mean you tattooing was was that what your first sort of outlet yeah I, well I mean or was dr- it music? Drawing, dr- I guess music yeah was. drawing and music really um was my first because I started tattooing when I was 14 years old so you know just hanging out with the wrong crowd little punk rock kids and stuff and and so my friend at the time his name was Oliver he was a uh, just a neighborhood punk rock kid who saw that I was like painting all our leather jackets and stuff and he's like oh you know you're a really good artist you should tattoo me and I, I did a misfit skull on on him which probably looks terrible you know? <laughs> um but uh and and, and uh like I, like I said music has always That's been so kind of like the, the undercurrent of everything I do but um but I remember just falling deeply in love with it right away like after the first line I ever tattooed I was like oh this is what I'm going to do I already know this is what I'm going to do and so you know I didn't go to high school I just started tattooing all my friends and then I got into my first tattoo shop when I was 16 um 
And it was all based on my drawings because obviously my tattooing wasn't good at all. I didn't go through a traditional apprenticeship mm-hmm. that most people do. And um, and yeah, and so I think tattooing has always kind of been a, a like a, a very sacred thing to me. Uh, I People out, constantly ask us, like, do you still tattoo? It's like, I, I do still tattoo. I'm going to tattoo until the day I die or mm-hmm. until I lose my eyesight. But um, and it's just such a big part of who I am and what I do, you know, I, I love it. So I just, nowadays I, I just tattoo more of my friends and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, have, I haven't done tattoos for money in like since the LA Inc days. So, yeah. <laughs> I just think it's incredible. Of course, you know, LA Inc and, you know, you had a platform and, but other people have had platforms. Yeah. They haven't done as much as you, you know, you, then you had two books that you put out yeah. and, and a makeup line. And yeah. Now you're a clothing designer. Yeah. And I have a children's book. Like yeah. what keeps you going? Like, what is that? that motivation. Yeah. I mean, I think there's like a million things I want to do before I die. And I think my biggest regret would probably be not doing all of them, but mm-hmm. at least I'll be trying. And I, I think that's exciting. I want to continue to keep learning as I go. Um, but I think now I definitely have dwindled down like what my focuses are and like what I want to be um, like really intentionally doing. I think I got in a bit of a rat race with, with like the TV show and the mm-hmm. makeup line and stuff. And I think when those things started losing their magic, like for me, like where it became more of a job versus yes. um, something that I believed in or was passionate about, that's when you know it's time to go, you yeah. know? And so that's good advice. Yeah. You know, and it's okay. There's no, mm-hmm. like things run their course. Relationships run their course all the time and it's not a bad thing. Um, and I'm so grateful for all those experiences. Like mm-hmm. I feel like, like the TV show, my favorite thing that I took away from it aside from like learning to document my life, which I think is cool, was production. Mm-hmm. Like my sound guy, I love my sound. I, we're still friends, you know? Yes. My DP, he's still my homie. Like he, he was at our wedding, you know? Like, I love that. And, um, and I think I have like a, a big soft spot for production. So now even with my music, like my road crew, I love so much. And now I understand like like because I, I you know motorhead song road crew I, I i used to love that i still love that song but now i'm like i get it i get it you yes. guys are it's like a carny family and like it's the best the best family you're on these journeys together through life and kind of go to war together so so i love that that's my favorite thing that i took away from like doing tv was like production i love that and then you know now when i produce music videos or um even our like when we design our stage show and all that, it's like, I love being involved in all that stuff. And it's very exciting to me. I love production. Yeah, yeah me too. I, am with you. I love storytelling, you know? I love it. I went to, you know, even going to a taping of SNL. Yeah. I cried. Oh, really? Like, I really get into it. Yeah. Like, I just think it's so special. I also went to the most special one where Betty White hosted it. Oh, that's so cool. So I was crying also because <laughs> yeah, I love yeah. Betty White. Yeah, of course. Um, but... Wow, I love production. So, yeah, and yeah. just like you know, hosting television shows or being in the studio, you know, having albums being made. I love yeah. the production. Yeah, so same. much goes into people don't realize. Yeah, how many people are yeah. so important are a part of the of the music of the show, whatever it is. Totally, it takes so many people. Yeah, yeah, it's like an army of talent. <laughs> yeah. It really yeah. is. Yeah. Um, I'd love to do something. We do like a lightning round. Okay, it's cool. called Deep Cuts. All right. Name a song, album, or artist that changed your life. I kind of answered that one earlier, but I'm going to pick another one so it's different. Um, there's so many. I know, it's, it's, it's an actually an impossible question. <laughs> I know. Like, and if anyone were to ask me that, I would literally not know what to say. <gasps> oh, um, it's okay if it's The Cure, if we already talked about it. I would say Depeche else. Mode, Songs of Faith and Devotion. To me, that album, that's my favorite Depeche Mode Amazing. album. Yeah. And 
I think there's a certain soulfulness in that album that's not in any other like most people be like Violator I'm like mm. I love that too but mm-hmm. I feel like In Your Room and mm. Condemnation I mean all those songs to me it's just uh, yeah I, I could tattoo almost all those lyrics on me you know wow that's beautiful yeah great choice great Thanks. choice do you remember your first concert so I saw <laughs> The Subhumans which is a punk rock band uh, but it was for their reunion tour because I was obviously like not around when they were originally there yeah but um and it was at this little uh venue called like showcase theater in riverside it was just some little ghetto punk rock show that's great it's perfect (laughs) yeah it's those moments that that are solidified in your brain yeah i love this feeling i love this feeling yeah Yeah. what is a song that you wish you wrote oh my god there's so many like every (laughs) cure song ever (laughs) that ever existed Um, the entire disintegration album yeah so my god (laughs) or that song uh the kiss oh um Um, yeah i would probably say any cure cure Mm -hmm. song yeah Yeah. it's it's like a healthy envy that i have (laughs) yes for sure there's only one of him he's one of yeah yeah do you have a favorite movie i mean i love spinal tap (laughs) me too (laughs) yeah Spinal Tap. Yeah, so we still reference that. Like, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I would say that's one Spinal of my favorites. Yeah. Good, uh-huh. good choice. Yeah. What's your favorite meal um, or cuisine? Cuisine. I mean, Mexican food is going to be my go to mm-hmm. always. Yeah. Do you cook at all? <laughs> I suck at cooking. <laughs> I, I swear I'd like burn toast if I had the recipe. <laughs> but, um, but I. I make a mean reservation. No, my, my my husband is like a really excellent cook. And I've been learning, you know, the more and more like I could prepare food for my uh-huh. son. I just right. I just I'm not one of those people that makes these beautiful like dinner party thing. I can't. Right. No, I get that. I'm I get sure that. I could if I put my mind to it. I just. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, what's a hidden talent you have? Well, I cannot say the alphabet backwards like you can. <laughs> You can really, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, I'm super into gardening. That's cool. Yeah. So I don't know if it's a talent, it's a skill. I guess I they think learned. so. Yeah, yeah. I got into that myself. Oh yeah, it's cool. So therapeutic. Yeah. Having your hands in, in the, the dirt. dirt. Yeah, yeah. And I love sharing that with my son. Yeah, That's totally. Such a special thing to do. Yeah. Together. Do you guys grow like vegetables or plants? We do fruit and vegetables. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. I think there's nothing more rewarding than picking the fruit that I you know. grew and just eating it. Yeah. I mean, that's special. Yeah. Uh, we, we have a veggie garden, too. I was um, really into planting. I, ha- I had a, a a black garden for a while mm-hmm. where I had, like, over 30 different species of black plants and flowers. Wow. And um, some of them would be, like, it would take, like, six months to germinate, and it would be, like, one bloom. Right. And then it's <laughs> gone. And it was something so I, – I kind of – and this was before I had my son, but, like, they were, like – my children because like you would just see them grow and you'd see the lifespan and it just I don't know it was so so, rewarding yeah yeah yeah. I guess so so that that was pretty exciting that's really cool yeah (laughs) do you collect anything yeah (laughs) lots of things I mean I I have like a a a really great book collection so I have like some of the first editions of Edgar Allan Poe like 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 collectors classics Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I collect records I collect shoes um like, I have, like, fetish shoes from, like, the 1940s. And, oh, wow. Um, yeah, I have I, – I collect synthesizer. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah, I just I collect all That's things. That's awesome. And I'm then I collect too. paintings. So, like, artwork is my favorite. Like, you know, I'm not a materialistic person. Like, I don't have, like, gold toilets or whatever. Yeah. But, or I don't yeah. – I, I literally have one car, you know? Yeah. But it's, like, I, I – uh, when it comes to paintings, that's the one thing – I will fight you in a divorce for. <laughs> I get it. Mine's photography. I collect yeah. photography, yeah, yeah. so I get it. Yeah, I get yeah. It. 
Um, what's something fans might be surprised to learn about you? I was going to say that I'm ner- I'm a nerd, but they kind of already know that. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I think I look a lot more, like, not deviant, but darker than I really am, you know? I think kind of just like a goofy person. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> I love your sweetheart. If you could meet any celebrity dead or alive, who would it be? I always say Beethoven because that's my my, you know one biggest hero but I also don't know if I would choose him because I feel like based on what I've read about him I'm not so sure he would like me <laughs> so you know you sometimes don't want to break that heroes. yeah <laughs> yeah I get that we'll see. <laughs> who's your biggest role model I don't know if I have one that's fair I mean like my favorite philosopher is Nietzsche so I think I've, I've learned like the most life lessons from his philosophy great so, yeah that's a good one yeah but I mean he was like a terrible role model <laughs> like, I think he died of like syphilis right yeah right but you learned learned a lot from. yeah don't go yeah. to whorehouses yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Absent, um what do you hope your son learns from you oh my god I hope he learns so much I mean I I, I think you know I don't know that's a, that's a heavy that's how a would heavy you, how one. would you answer that I think I hope that my son, I hope that Cole learns to be grateful. I think gratitude yeah, is, a good one. Is, is a gift. Yeah. Because I think if you are know how grateful, if you're grateful, you'll always be happy. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good and one. And being happy is sort of the greatest gift. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I'll steal that one. Yeah. Do, go for it. Go <laughs> yeah. for it. And last but not least, but what do you hope to achieve next? All I really care about is just having like a really solid future for my son. And um, and I think that encompasses, you know, whether it's our homestead, whether it's uh, going on tour, like, you know, um, I guess that's it. Like, I just I just want to continue having this beautiful family that I have, Aww. you know, like I love my family. I love my husband. I love my son. Aww. I took. It's like the the coolest, tiniest family I have, you know? We're, we're the lucky ones yeah, that we yeah. both feel that way. Yeah. There's really no greater – that and your health yeah, are yeah. the greatest gifts. Totally. Yeah. Oh. What a pleasure. Oh, man, this was so much fun. I Thank you talk, for having me. I can chat me. with you forever. Yeah. You, you yeah. inspire me, and I think – motherhood looks good on you. Oh, thank you. You too. It makes me so happy that you're loving it so much. Yeah. I feel the same way. Cool. I, I yeah. really do. I think it's the greatest gift. It's hard. Yeah, yeah. It's hard when you are a career-oriented totally. individual, um, but it's the greatest yeah. reward. Totally. Oh, thank you so much. Oh I God. love you so much. I know, thank Kat, you. I feel the, the love is mutual. <laughs> I could sit and chat with Kat for hours, and I love that she and I can just geek out both over our mutual love of Robert Smith and The Cure and motherhood. That conversation just warmed my heart so much. It is now time for my sound advice. New music you need to know on the Allison Hagendorf Show playlist. You can find this wherever you listen to music and at allisonhagendorf.com. Now, of course, I have to honor today's guest, Kat Fondi, by playing my favorite song of hers, which we talked about. Kat said that this song is for anyone who has ever felt not good enough and desperately wishing to be good enough for someone and somehow just not measuring up. Kat believes there is strength and vulnerability, and I absolutely agree. This song is beautifully haunting. Listen to Kat Von D's song, I Am Nothing. Next on my sound advice is the first new song from 30 Seconds to Mars in five years. Jared Leto is not only an accomplished actor, but an incredible vocalist and frontman. And it is hard to believe I have been following 30 Seconds to Mars for over 20 years now. 
How is this possible? I'm not sure. Their sixth studio album, It's the End of the World, But It's a Beautiful Day, is coming this September. Congrats to Jared and Shannon Leto. Listen to the new song from 30 Seconds to Mars called Stuck. Next up is the latest from one of my favorite bands, Bring Me the Horizon. Bring Me are seriously one of the most important bands of the last couple of decades. This is their first song in a while, and it definitely pays homage to some of their influences, ranging from My Chem to The Strokes, creating that upbeat rock, emo, pop song. They've been working with the talented producer Zach Servini on new music, and I can't wait to see what they put out next. Of course, always one of the most exhilarating live shows, if you know you know. Check out the latest from Bring Me the Horizon with Lost. Also on my sound advice is newcomer James Mantis. Independent and based in LA, James shared with me that he cites NERD and Kid Cudi as influences, which makes perfect sense as inspiration for his genre-defying music that I can't get enough of. Check out his latest song called Mutual Friend. Next on my sound advice is Girl House. Lauren is originally from Oregon, but is now based in LA. And she told me this song was inspired by letting herself get lost in love for the first time and learning a lot about life in her early 20s. Hence the lyric, making shit up as I go. I love her new EP. It's called the fourth EP. It is the perfect blend of alternative and indie, but still rocks. Check out the EP opener called Gen X Boyfriend. That's my sound advice this week. You can hear all of these plus more on the Allison Hagendorf Show playlist. The link to that is in the show notes and at allisonhagendorf.com. Thank you as always, for being a part of the Allison Hagendorf Show. New episodes drop every week, so make sure you follow and subscribe so you don't miss a thing. You can find the show wherever you listen to podcasts, and you can also watch the show on Instagram and YouTube. I would love to hear from you, so please like, comment, rate, review, whatever you are feeling, and reach out to me on socials at Allie Hagendorf. I would love to connect with you. Let me know who I should interview next and what new music I should feature on my sound advice. Thanks again. I'll see you next week. And remember, you're a rock star. 